You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Matt. And I'm Vaughn. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Rated S for spoilers. All right, so by the time you're listening to this, you'll realize we've gone through another week of no consistent episodes. We are getting destroyed by work right now. We're, we're <laughs> several miles separated, and we're doing a new recording setup here to be able to get things through. Um, so bear with us if there's a little some technical difficulties. But yeah, this is the uh, this is the spoiler episode for chapters 34 through 44 of the Hero of Ages, and just the overall Cosmere implications. Um, so yeah, if you are listening to this somehow and you have not read the entire Cosmere, leave because it's spoilers for literally everything, including Tress. Um, and if you are, you know, still here, um, the last episode had some banger discussions about uh, the implications of ferrochemy, snapping savantism all this really really interesting stuff when it comes to the cosmere so keep up all right so um chapters 34 through 44 so this ends up uh where uh we start talking more about hemology really ferrochemy and hemology when it comes down to it um one thing we had emphasized last you know the last episode was how many times they dangle Ven's earring in front of us and then say, mm. you know, whatever. This this section is probably the most blatant section where it goes. So, you know, they really, really liked, you know, using this for seekers. Uh, actually, I don't know if he even talked about seeking, but they kept talking about hemology. And then the very next in the chapter, they'd be like, mm. and then Ven could also pierce copper clouds for some reason. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know how this could possibly be. Um, but, yeah. but then we this is also when we learn about how coloss are made. Um, and what's fascinating about this was we start learning about how hemology is super complex. I think that's this episode, right? The, that it's super complex, that the Lord Ruler had experimented with hemology a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite all this time of experimenting he was never able to com- complete anything other than mm. uh last last episode that is 100% what I wanted to start talking about and I was like I'll just hold off cuz I think it's like the end of 44 or something like that I think it's epigraph 44 that that that's what uh that's talking about that but uh yeah no it is pretty crazy I, we'll talk about that a little bit oh yeah this simple fact explains how Qu- inquisitors were able to pierce copper clouds oh that's in, that's in 55 or 45 whatever close enough <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah, for, it's oh, yeah it's 44 where he talks about the complexity of hemology so go on um but uh yeah so kind of going in order you know what we normally like to do is i normally listen to you about you know we we get our our crackpot theories you know from uh or crack pipe theories is that what it is? Crack pipe theories from 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 Mac here most of the time. Yeah, things, you you, but, try, uh, you try to keep things structured, and I keep trying to derail <laughs> everything. So let's let's get into our roles. So thirty six here. So the first thing I have uh, out of thirty four through four four is thirty six is more proof of what we talked about last episode about preservation had to have given Kelsier the misborn powers, right? Like it is. It wasn't that he was a misborn that just needed to be brought forth. 
Preservation gave it to him because Demu is like going off on Ellen about how everything has a purpose with 16. And then he goes, 16 months? Uh, it was the number of months that Kelsier spent in, spent in the pits or something like that. Or right. so like 16 weeks or 16 months. It wasn't days. It was weeks or months. I broke months, but I could be wrong. Um, was how long he spent in the pits. And we, that, that was that moment where I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then preservation being like, particular. Huh, I could save him, but man, it hasn't been 16 months yet. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was all a part of the plan. It was all a part of the plan. But um, I thought that was interesting because we had that conversation this last episode where it was just like, you know, was Kelsier a part of preservation's plan just as much as it was a part of Ruin's plan? And, you know, we got we get we get some extreme death note vibes in there, you know, <laughs> with the plans and the plans and the plans. Ah, yes, but, you've uh, anticipated my thing, but I have actually anticipated your anticipation. And because of that, I did not do what I was going to do, and I did exactly what you thought I was going to do because you knew I was going to change it because I knew that you knew. This yeah. is we, insert um, insert the Sicilian from Princess Bride. One hundred percent. The Sicilian from Princess Bride with L's theme in the background, you know, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, no, I thought that was super interesting that they they brought more, talked more about that. Um, the thing about these chapters here through forty four is I don't have a lot of notes uh, structured wise on what we should talk about for the chapters themselves. It was very much more so um, the epigraphs. So. Jumping into some of the epigraphs here, (laughs) we we learned a lot about hemalurgy, and we've had discussions in the past books, you know, spoiler episodes for the past books, about how does hemalurgy have the greatest Cosmere implications out of any magic system moving forward? And we we argued that it has, that 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 could be the case, but we've also argued that, like, unkeyed mines, unkeyed ferrochemy mines could be... Be, be a big issue too it's unkeyed ferrochemy mines without a doubt i mean the okay i mean chris is the one that says that hemalurgy has the most cosmere implications but think about it i mean you get you literally could have someone store health or 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 aging or whatever then pass that mind to someone else who could store aging who could pass that mind to someone else who could store it and then if you just happen to find an alamancer they could live forever and that's why I'm like using ferrochemical mines and being able to pass them on is like huge. Like I can't think of anything. You basically broke the whole thing of ferrochemy. Yeah, and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you break you break the 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 one restraint it has this way. But well, I'm gonna bet not, there's consequences. Not completely, but I'm, there's got to be consequences to that, right? I w- I wonder. So I have I, you're talking about storing age and storing like stuff like that. I wonder is there. And I, this might just be completely wrong. This is just an idea that popped in my head when you mentioned consequences. Is that one of those things where, like, the more that something's stored in there, the more that has to be put into it to keep storing it further? So you might accidentally kill someone. Say, like, there's, like, 30 years of age, of, of, of young age stored up in there, and someone tries to store more, and suddenly storing, you know, one year, they lose 30 or something ridiculous like that. And it's just, like, they're like, oh, crap, we didn't realize this was a thing. I'm just, um, I'm super, I'm just super curious about how that's going to work out. Like, it just... Because we... We learned that with the Lord Ruler, right? When he was actually compounding it, that it took longer, it took more and more each time to store more, and that's why he wasn't immortal. He it was eventually going to catch up to him. So funny thing, I actually got into an argument with someone on Reddit about um, oh no whether or not the Lord Ruler was compounding determination, um, and I was like, hey, that's interesting because it's using electrum. Determination is stored with ferrochemical electrum, and I was like, okay. 
that's interesting because we don't we haven't seen determination work yet. We don't we don't know yeah. how that goes. Um, but I was like, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because he had ruin in his ear for a thousand that's years. A good point to keep on going. And it, oh my gosh, would that make such sense too? When we saw him in Secret History, where it's like Kelsier's like, "All right, you're on the other side, Lord Ruler, dude. Are we going to work together?" And he's just like, "No," and just leaves. Yeah, like, right. He just like he lost done. his determination. Like he was all gone. He's like, "I'm, I'm done." That actually I'm makes done. a lot of sense, right? Like it explains why he would just peace out like that. And um. But the thing was, yeah. is I was like, maybe. Yeah, because again, sorry, I have to interrupt you one more time. Because yeah, again, when you're looking at it, he talks about how he cares so much in the, you know, he seems like he cares a ton. And when he they had the the things written, the what is it, in, the the steel the steel like inside uh, the storage caches, mm-hmm. the plate. He talks about how he he talks about how he cares. He actually cares. I don't know if that's these chapters or it might be what what I you know for next week's to the the chapters we're going to go over next week but he actually talks about how he goes I don't know why but I still care for you all like I still care y'all are my people even though I've done these terrible things to you and everything and it would make so much sense that like you said in order to keep himself going he had to have determination and he was just compounding it and keeping keeping him pushing forward so here was and my argument it was all gone my argument with him and this is when I learned more about compounding because I think he's right and I was wrong my argument with the guy okay. or her female, whoever I was, ar- the woman, whoever I, I was arguing with, um, I was saying um, that he can't be compounding because one of the worst things he could be storing in Ferrochemy would be determination, right? Because once you store it, you could spiral into like this sense of despair and you never would bring it back, right? And he has ruin in his ear constantly. So ruin would jump at that and be like, you need to give up. And Brandon actually even says that there was a point when Rashik actually thought about destroying the entire final empire and just leaving it and just leaving it be, but he didn't do it. And I'm like, that would be a time when he'd be destroying determination. So out of all the things he could be storing, even if you're talking about health or age or anything like that, determination would be the one thing he wouldn't want to be storing because he'd be losing it while he stores it. Well, okay. here was their argument to me, was by compounding, he could store it and use it at the same time. Because when he, for example, when he was storing age, it's not like he went back to his original age. He was just storing a certain amount of age oh, while also yeah. burning it so that he could stay alive. Because if he had gone That's to zero, true. then he would have died. It would have killed him. Right. Yeah, it would have killed him. So the same yeah. thing goes with determination. He would probably have been less, but it wouldn't have been zero. He would still be storing that, it. That's how you get the the thing that Brandon says, where he says he thought about destroying everything. He didn't actually do it. He didn't right. actually give up, but he felt it. And he, But he would have been thinking, oh, I really need to hold some determination or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm surprised of is, like, why didn't he also compound fortune? I forgot what fortune was in Farrakami. Um Because surely he would have had the knowledge of it. So see, this is where your knowledge gets definitely, you know, outpaces mine. Is I haven't gone super duper deep and in all into a lot of the what is actually everything, you know, fortune, determination, all these things. I haven't gone super deep into all that yet. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to though. I want to do. I want to start digging more deep into it before we get to Stormlight Five, obviously, because that's kind of like the conclusion of like the first half of everything, right? I think so, I think Stormlight Five set well. It's kind of like you know when the Avengers beat the uh, beat Thanos. Like the story had to go to a completely different direction. Like I think it's like mm-hmm. a similar thing. It's like okay, here we've been introduced. Now 
spoiler for the MCU for somehow. <laughs> <laughs> somehow you haven't you haven't seen whenever it yet. whenever King Kong fell off the building. Um but <laughs> okay, but yeah. no, we, we learned a lot about hemology here. And one of the big things I think we learned here that was huge was despite the fact that the Lord Ruler had a thousand years and had been experimenting with hemology, the only three constructs he was able to make were the Chandra, the Coloss, and the Inquisitors. Um, yep. And he wasn't able to figure out anything for hemology beyond that for when he had the actual power of the Well of Ascension. Yeah, and it makes sense why in Era 2, with autonomy backing a group, that they would be able to make the hemologic chimeras. The hemologic chimeras is exactly what I was going to bring up. with because. Mm-hmm. Um, now, well, the funny thing is, is I thought the hemologic chimeras were like the coloss, like they were people mm-hmm. spiked with things. What I didn't think about, and this makes a lot more sense, was that it was animals spiked with hemologic things or hemologic spikes. And it was mm-hmm. confirmed. I've actually looked it up that animals can be manipulated through hemology. And what does hemology do? It takes away like a person's soul or parts of a person's soul. So it makes sense that like a dog could be spiked in a certain way with a hemologic spike and then become a hemologic chimera. Um, yeah. And I, I'm getting very full alchemist vibes from this. Yeah. Uh, big time. Um, Edward. Um, oh, no. <laughs> had to go there. Um, but the um, but that's my thing is that like that actually makes hemology huge because what happens when like you spike a thunderclast? Can you spike a thunderclass? Mm, what happens when the Parshendi gets spiked? I mean, I almost like am scared to see what hemology can do like in other places because the possibilities are huge. Yeah. Like like I said, that that argument for if we have just these unknown constraints for unkeyed minds and everything that end up being significant, he, I think hemology takes over again as the most severe cosmic implications across everything. Because you're right, I'm thinking about all these things, man. Can you just imagine, like, like spiking great shells and things like that, like these these other creatures, and then like, you know, what if there's something like a uh, like great shells? The reason they they are able to survive on Roshar was we had those the spirit aspects of like what's helping them the move sprint. and everything. Yeah, the, the sprint. What happens if you can like like permanently like spike these like spring to them where you can now take these onto other planets and things like that well so so that's the thing is um it makes me wonder if hemology is even possible in many ways because when we look at shards do we have a shard for which there is not a magic system associated with them so don't know <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing ferrochemy we think is the result of both of, them. of yeah, the result of preservation and ruin. And alamancy yeah, yeah. is preservation and hemology is of ruin. Okay. But hemology is also available in other places. So we look at other places like breaths. They don't mm-hmm. exist anywhere other than Nalthus. Why? I'm well, here's the thing though. They they don't they only exist there. Um or they're only naturally formed there. Oh, so are you trying to tell me you can't spike people who weren't made of preservation or ruin? I don't. I don't know because if that or, is, or thing or things that were made by preservation ruin, basically that actually makes a lot of spike sense. things of Skadri- on Scadrial. That makes a lot of sense, actually, or right? not because not on Scadrial, but you can only spike things that were like born and that they, they come from Scadrial with a piece of preservation. That would be my thought. 
Um, the only reason I I suspect that's not accurate is because we find out that Trill, you know, autonomy makes her own metal, like her against her god Trillium, metal, yeah. and it works. But I guess it only worked on Scadrians. Like we don't see it happen. She doesn't. We don't see hemorrhagic constructs show up anywhere else. Like, let's go to Tress. Tress. Um, we have an army in gold, which sounds a lot like the army that we see autonomy use. We don't see hemorrhagic constructs. We don't see inquisitors, which you think inquisitors would be huge, right? Especially given the fact that they find out that they can take investiture from people who are not Alamancers. I mean, we look at the Chandra. Um, they don't require Alamancers, I don't think, to make their spikes. Um, we find out about the potencies, but I don't know that they need Alamancy or Alamancers to make spikes. Well, don't they? When we what we learn in Era One, they needed the Lord Ruler to make spikes, right? And the Lord Ruler also did that for the Coloss, and he did not account for the fact that the Coloss would reuse spikes, which is what we learned in this section: is that mm-hmm. they wise up. It's funny. It's actually this is a this is a Jurassic Park yeah. reference, right? Because mm-hmm. the way Jurassic Park did it, they made their dinosaurs with lysine deficiency, which you're finding out what my degree is in. Lysine being an amino acid, you get a deficiency of that. You can't really survive. And what did the dinosaurs do? They started eating lysine-rich foods, and that's how they mm-hmm. were able to get it. You know, um, yep. And it's the same thing with the Coloss. They were built in to not be able to survive without the Lord Ruler giving them spikes. Oh, we could just reuse the spikes. Duh. Mm-hmm. And they figured it out. And then, the, and then we talked. We talked about how the hemorrhagic decay led to more and more of the human side of them coming out, which led to them understanding and learning more and more. Right. Yeah. And again, it's funny that like that's written in there because remember we talked about how in uh, Well of Ascension it seemed like a huge cop out that they could just pay the coloss. Right. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense except for it does because it's an unprecedented time where there's hemorrhagic decay because the mm-hmm. Lord Ruler died. Right. And that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. And we have these discussions. Uh, we have this discussion of like how quickly is the decay actually occurring, you know? And I think we ultimately decided that um, this reusing of spikes didn't start happening or didn't start happening after the Lord Ruler died. It had to have been happening in some small capacity beforehand, I think, because I don't think the decay is that quick, quick, right? Like, is it though? Is the decay that quick for the Coloss where like literally just a year of the Lord Ruler not being around and all of a sudden it, it prob- they're already it, starting to feel like human again? It probably is. Like it actually, I actually think that this did not happen because remember the Lord Ruler had basically complete control over all the Coloss. And so there isn't any indication that he would have probably known that they were reusing spikes if they did. That's true. If we had the assumption that through his abilities and everything, he literally always had them on a leash, always had the Coloss on a leash. And the other thing is, is what we don't know is, do you have to retake control over Coloss that are new? Probably, right? So if there were new Coloss, he would have had to go out and get control over them. And if there were some rogue coloss rolling around, he'd be like, where did you guys come from? Oh, you reused spikes. That's not a good thing. Unless he was letting his inquisitors take control of the coloss at points. You know? Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm skeptical. I, I mean, I think even even Ellen, I think later on, um said that Ruin was tricking them by thinking that the Inquisitors were the ones controlling the Coloss. 
Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Because when, because yep. he, because so one thing that I forgot um, when preservation, and again, we're kind of skipping ahead. When preservation meets uh, Ellen, he acts, he asks, should I not attack Fadrix? And he like goes crazy, starts saying, no, 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 don't attack him. And I was like, why? Why does he want him not to? And then they realized that what he was going to do was have the Coloss army destroy the city and then turn around and destroy Ellen's army. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the thing is, is that we don't, I don't know that they ever, the Inquisitors ever had control over the Coloss. They just That's kept, fair. Ruin just kept giving them away to make them think that that was all they needed to do was beat the Inquisitor. And also it makes perfect sense because then they would have been dra- dragged towards the Inquisitors where they would have gotten a chance to try to spike Ellen. That is fair. That's a good point. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the big thing here was learning about a lot about hemallergy and like knowing what we know about hemallergy and knowing kind of what we discussed about hemallergy um, and its implications is it would be weird if you could only spike uh, people or things that came from Scadrial itself. It would make it a lot more balanced as a power, but you know, why would Chris say it has major cosmic implications and things like that? Um, That's true. That's true. If she, why would she mention that if it didn't work on other beings? So a piece of me wonders, you know, with the way that they're spiking the the the, the people of Scadrill and taking the little pieces of preservation, the little investors they have in them naturally, you know, it feels a lot like, by that logic, can they spike and take breaths away from people, you know? And hemallergic decay, I wonder, okay? Breaths decay really quickly when they're doing an action, right? When you put them into something to actually thing, it decays very quickly. I wonder, does it decay as quickly as the hemallergic spike would if it were to spike and take that investiture? So what I'm more interested in is what happens to the investiture after it wears away. Because the assumption with the breaths was that they turned into the lifeless, or not the lifeless, um, the returned, right? My theory mm-hmm. on the breaths with Nalthus was that the returned were all those breaths that got in like wasted away from being used. They came back into the, re- they latched onto the body of the returns and that's where they came from. Well, mm-hmm. with hemologic decay, we know that investiture can't be destroyed. So what happens to that investiture when it gets released? I think at first we would think that, Oh, it became ATM. That makes sense. But what's happening in this case? Like, you know, when the investiture is released, what happens? I guess you could also argue what happens when a Scadrian dies because it has a piece of preservation in them. They're invested. You know, what happens to them? Or when a highly invested per individual like a Radiant, what happens to them? I mean, at least on Roshar, you think it manifests in some way for the high storms. Um, but here, what happens with the investiture on hemallergic decay? Interesting. That's a good question to have. Another thing I thought about is if, you know, with... Uh... Man. So I'm trying to think here. So you have the idea of like lifeless, right? Um, and how it was something super special to. Oh, no, I don't want to get. I don't think I know enough information. I'm going to sound like a fool talking about this. I started. I wanted to go like into. I wanted to hit the crack pipe theory here for a second with, with you know, did, did hemallergy find a way to make it all ready to another planet? And that's how like. That could be a way like Nightblood and these other things were made in some weird, weird, weird roundabout way. <laughs> but, 
I mean, uh, I don't want to go too deep into that one, I guess. I'm going to kind of nerd out a little bit about the events that happened in these chapters. Um, this is where we get to see Yeoman as how, as brilliant as he is. And I got to mm-hmm. say, I miss, I, I feel like we get a woefully little Yeoman, you know, in yeah. Arrow, I mean, in all of Mistborn. I mean, it actually, he, he ends up being, you know, really, really likable when, he, when we get towards the end of the book. And here we get yep. to see he is just brilliant. Yeah, he's really likable when, like, you know, near the end of the book when basically they're running from the claws and they're like, no, 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 open the gates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Open> the gates. <laughs> but like, he... and Yeoman, Yeoman's like, is it a trick? And it's like, would it be a trick? He's like, that wouldn't make any sense. Open the gates. <laughs> well, if Marsh hadn't shown up and just like dunked on him for, you know, a good mm-hmm. period of time, he probably wouldn't have done it. But the thing is, um, and here we see like he ends up being like Ellen as an equal, like he ends up being like equal in power with Ellen right up into his death. So I I almost wonder if he was like essential in rebuilding Scadrill, like when it was all said and done. That makes a lot of sense. But I think we get a, a small mention of him in Era too. I, I'm pretty sure we. I do. would hope so, but I feel like we. I don't know if we do, but it but it just seems like he kind of we kind of lose him, and it's unfortunate that we didn't get to spend more time with him. Um yeah there there does become a house yeoman but this is an interesting tidbit something i was going to mention now that maybe some mm-hmm. of, some people who may not know so how did they realize he was an atm misting well um come to find out that there was a thing where they would actually get small bits of atm and they would go to these parties and they would put it in the um uh they would put it like in the punch or whatever and then they would go around burning bronze to see if anyone started burning ATM uh, on their own. And so they would get like mm-hmm. basically trace amounts of ATM. So that's how they were identifying ATM mistings. Um, because I guess another thing would be that, you know, the Lord Ruler would have had a huge amount of ATM to have access to. So he could have given it to his obligators. Um, and he and he would be completely fine with it being burned away because it's it, it would complete the same the same uh what is it the purpose at least for if ruin were to suddenly suddenly return it would be the same purpose you know that you know that you mentioned that why didn't he just burn away every little bit of atm that came out of the pits of Hassan then um maybe it was one of those things where it's like he might have still needed it at some point maybe i just the whole the whole atm thing it makes thing it makes me kind of curious because i'm like Okay, so what happens to that power, you know, once they burn it away? Probably the same thing that happens to the hemolytic decay messenger, and probably the same thing that happens with the breaths that get used. Um, we know that, you know, investiture actually also will take on certain colors, which, you know, colors, wavelength, sound, that's a theme that's consistent across the Cosmere. Um, but it's like, why would you hold on to his body you know, and hold that hostage. I guess the other thing would be so that you could hold it hostage, but it seems like it makes more sense to just burn that away as fast as you could, you could so that if he did come back, he would have to wait another 300 years or whatever for it to, you know, manifest. I don't know. Um, there are just a little, a little weirdness, I guess. So maybe someone, someone could explain to me. Um, yeah, that would be a good thing to point out. But hey, Mac is always open to being attacked on Reddit. Apparently, because I, I I keep <laughs> opening myself up to it, and I just keep I can't help but like go into and get into slap fights with people. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the the uh, 
or sorry, the um, epigraphs in this case are basically like exclusively about hemology. And a lot of what we understand about hemology comes from these specific epigraphs. So that's why we're, you know, I, I keep kind of like going back and referencing it. Um, the other thing I thought was kind of fascinating was how they ended up spiking Penrod. And mm, mm -hmm. they were talking about like how the placement of these spikes is like essential. Like in this case, it seems like he placed it so that, you know, they wouldn't pull it out and they wouldn't, wouldn't get rid of it or whatever. If they had put the spike in his arm, would it have also worked? Probably. Uh, I I think so. It, I think it was strictly for influence. It wasn't to actually grant him the power. Because who did he spike? He spiked a, a bronze. He spiked a seeker. That, yeah. And then he, um, you know, he wasn't trying to give Penrod powers, but he mm -hmm. needed the influence. And this is kind of what I'm like curious about when it comes to hemology was, you know, he apparently could basically influence anyone who's been spiked. Um, mm -hmm. and we know that there's at least some transfer of power when it comes to alimantic metals. Cause like, for example, um, wax, when he, when they explode the harmonium, he gets hit with shards of lorassium. Um, mm -hmm. as far as we know, he didn't like drink it. It just like yeah. got into him. And for a while he actually even saw like metals, you know, he saw like the blue mm -hmm. lines for a while. So I'm like, Oh, you got in your eyes. Of course. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, okay, if he had placed a spike anywhere else, would it have still worked? Anyway, it just says that we talk about what the way the placements of the spikes work. Um, I was just wondering, mm -hmm. like, you know, how these things end up going, you know, the way they end up going. But yeah, that's, we, 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 we've beaten hemology to death. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we want to discuss anyway for this uh, spoiler episode, because it was just really big, basically talking about hemallergy, giving us the biggest pieces of information we have on hemallergy. And man, I'm just really interested to see because I think I've said it a million times. It really does feel like Scadrial could be positioned to be like the big bad of the Cosmere with, with everything going on, especially with, you know, if Harmony ends up going completely crazy and <laughs> with Kelsier's ambition, to be to be honest here. Well, I mean, I can't so. think of another magic system in the Cosmere that allows so many other individuals to have, carry so much power. I mean, you could argue mm -hmm. the Radiance, but like the way the requirements to become a Radiant are like so huge. Uh, I just don't. I, I I don't see it like being a thing. Um, and, and it's and it's another one of those things where a Radiant needs a sprint to bond. Like you said, there's not going to be a lot of them versus a spike. Right, a spike. One, one spike, one spiky boy, one spike. Uh, you know, or you know, the ability to be a twin born, and the fact that there's so many of them. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen in Era Three is that something's going to dramatically limit the number of Alamancer twin born ferrochemists, what have you. Yeah, well, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So, um, sorry, everyone, again, we are absolutely swamped with work uh we're gonna return to our monday through friday episodes as quickly as possible but uh thank you for sticking with us thank you for listening thank you for understanding and uh remember our sentience depends on you hey everyone vod here please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes monday through friday if you enjoy listening consider subscribing we are a very small project so please support us with likes and comments you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash ontos that's patreon.com 
slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.